Hold the roll and go. Where am I to go, me Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Hello, and thank you for joining us here at Where Am I To Go podcast. Before we start our show today, there's a couple things I would like to bring to your attention. First of all, we have a Facebook page where we post lots of pictures of places we've been and things that we've done, and also other little things that people might be interested in knowing. We also have an email address at whereamitogopodcast at gmail.com. If anybody has any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about our program, please let us know. I'm more than interested in hearing comments, feedback, and that type of stuff, and it will also help to make a better show. And lastly, we are on Patreon. If anybody's interested in joining us there and helping us along with our adventures, we would be more than happy to have your assistance. Now... Thanks again for joining us today, and let's get on with the show. Today we are in San Antonio, and we were looking online trying to find some interesting places here. Not that San Antonio lacks anything interesting. It's really a fun town and a lot to do. But they have a wooden nickel manufacturing plant and museum. And so we decided to stop in here and take a look. And Gary is going to be our guide today. He's agreed to take a little bit of time with us and talk to us about wooden nickels. And the first thing I noticed, Gary, when I pulled up here in front, you have a wooden nickel that's probably 10 foot round out in front. Yes, actually the world's largest wooden nickel. It's the world's largest wooden nickel. Yes, as in, actually it's in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Is it? Okay. That's pretty cool. And he's got a wooden nickel up here on the wall that is a verification of, of the Ripley's Believe It or Not, uh, uh, yeah, I guess whatever you call whatever it. You call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, built in, uh, I believe, 98. It was before I got here, but, yep, it's uh, 13 feet. 13 foot in circumference. Yeah, yeah. It is big. Yeah, it weighs almost 3,000 pounds. Holy smokes. Nobody's carrying that around in no, their pocket. No. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about what you do here. You, you manufacture wooden nickels. Uh, yes, I'm actually the main, I'm the print shop manager. The print shop manager. Yeah. So somebody sends you a design and then you go ahead and transfer it to wood, or, or how does this process work? Uh, multiple ways. Uh, we usually do, uh, we can do print on, trans- you know, rubber stamp transfer, uh, JPEG or bitmap files, computer files uh, onto a, I don't know how to say it. Um, not a spreadsheet, but like a. a let me get one. Because we call it something different here. I'm trying to think of the actual term of what, what we use. Most most of our business is done on rubber stamps. Okay. But we, we usually we can also do like a, a laser engraving. We have a laser engraving part here in the wood nickel. Uh, Iron on transfers, not so much anymore. But oh, screen printing. I'm so sorry. Okay, was, screen yes, printing. Yes. Okay. And it just the word escaped me. <laughs> well, hey, words escape me all the time, so don't don't worry too much about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we manufacture here almost three million a year. Three million a yes. year. Yes. Holy smokes! This, due to, due to the, 
uh, COVID this year, we've slowed down, but we're still almost over half a million, about a million and a half. So. And now, are most of these the size that you see, like at your local bar, or do you have lots of different sizes? We are the only company that carries a two-inch size. Most of them are one and a half inch, like you would see at any bar. Okay. Yes. That, that is our bread and butter, but we also do here specifically run a, a two-inch diameter size. Wooden, we call a wooden jumbo. Okay. And so most of them aren't uh, uh, wood burned in? Or... A lot of them are laser engraved, but, but um, most of them are uh, screen printed or, or uh, rubber, rubber stamp, stamp print. Yes. Okay. And then do you guys uh, make the round, wood rounds also, or do you buy those? We get those shipped in. You get those from, shipped in? From Maine, actually. From Maine? Yes. Okay. They do have a big timber industry yeah. in Maine. I was up there at one point in time, mm-hmm. and the, the timber industry up there is just phenomenal when you get into northern Maine. Everything here is American-made, so we try to keep oh, it all Oh, that's American cool. Made. That's cool. And so anybody can get online and, and order uh, from you? Is that the way that yeah. this works? anybody can get on our website, and uh, woodnickel.com, and uh, look us up and order from 100 to $5 million if they'd like. With nickels from us anytime. And just out of curiosity, what does it cost for like one hundred to be made? Do you know that? Uh, under two hundred dollars. Under two hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so they're about, about... well. It, it depends. If it's single color, it'd be under one hundred and fifty. If it's multicolor, it's a little more. But so they're about a buck and a half to two yeah. bucks a piece to have a business make them. Now, does that price go down when you order Large bigger quantity, quantities? Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the setup fees yeah. and some of that. Yeah, it's because the setup is the same amount of time whether I run one nickel or one. So. Okay. Well, that makes that makes perfect sense. Well, this is really cool. And then you've got your museum out here in front. So let's take a look at your museum and, mm-hmm. and kind of get an idea of when wooden nickels started and, and how they, they gained their fame. Okay. Well, wooden nickels actually originated in the, the 30s, right after the Depression. Uh, 1931 actually was when the first uh, wooden nickel was produced as a currency. As a uh, currency? As a currency. Like a, a regular currency. U.S. currency? Yes, there was a, a bank in Washington, uh, Tonino, Tonino Bank. Uh, after the Depression started, pretty much running out of money. And started using uh, wooden nickels, wooden dollars, to create uh, wooden money. And you've got some bills here that are actually really like veneer uh, yeah, wood pieces. Um, these over here are more like the ones that were back from the 30s, but, uh, no, these, oh, no, where'd they go? Oh. Oh, somebody moved them. Sorry. Uh, well, those are, yeah, it's more like those right there. Um, would those fold? No, 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 no. And that, it, it's funny, they not only do they not fold, the wooden tokens or the wooden dollars, they also had, um, dates on them. This is, this is a copy, but it would be something like that. They would have a date. They would have a, a day, a time, and they would expire. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you would get a wooden token, and they would expire March 5th at 1 p.m. And a lot of times, you know, when you notice, oh, wait, I have these tokens. They're going to expire. I'm going to go use them. So you're running out to the store at, on March 5th at 12.45 in the afternoon to take your tokens. This is where the term "don't take any wood nickels" comes, because when one o'clock hits, that thing is no longer useful. It was no longer useful to the company, and they would be stuck. Really? 
This is real. Now, okay, so so you had to take it back to the bank that it was issued on. Is that the way it worked? That's the way it worked. It, it's kind of like the same if today. Farmers market do do the same thing almost today. Farmers markets order from us by the million, and uh, they're given out to the distributors of the market. And at the end of their market run, they take their wood nickels into the okay box and get there and get paid for the wood nickels they received or you know they sent out. Wow, I never had any idea about any of this. So they were actually legal tender, but they had an expiration date. And if you didn't take it back in at that time, then it's kind of like a check that's expired that, that you didn't cash? It became a novelty item at that point, yes. It was all the way to like 38. I think 38 they finally said, oh, we can't do this anymore. Wow. And these bills are really cool. We're, we're looking at, at bills. They're a little bit smaller than like a regular dollar bill, but they say 25 cents, 50 cents, a dollar. And they're super thin. They're really thin. And this is just unbelievable. I guess you wouldn't want it in your front pocket because if you sat down, your wooden, your wooden dollar would disappear. Now, you have those for sale here? Uh, no, these are actually just a cosmetic display. Um, we... Actually, have a few of the original ones uh -huh. in, in, a, in a storage facility, like in, in one of our safes. Here, it's just uh, we don't display those, but we try to make replicas of them, what they look like, so that people can see. Wow! And and are they? Do they hold a good collector value? I've never I've never heard the, of any the of these. Original ones, yes, very much so. The cosmetic ones, not so much. Okay, and so. Then, like in the 30s, they also had the regular wooden nickel, like what everybody's seen as far as a novelty item. And those were also legal tender? Yes, those are your coins, your nickel, your 10 cents. Wow. I had no clue. I had no clue. Okay, and then we're looking at some other wooden pieces here. These are, uh, you've got one of George Washington and Independence Hall. Are these more just memorabilia collector items? And they're what, two and a half inch rounds? Yes. And those are all carved in, or were those uh, were those pieces carved by hand, or these? Yes, these in here, yes. And the and the display says the Centennial International Exhibition of 1876, the first official World's Fair in the United States, was held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to celebrate the hundredth anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence in Philadelphia. And so these coins were made for that. But they're not really coins. They're just no, commemorative they're nickels. nickels. Okay. Yeah. After the after the depression, it became well. What are we going to do with the wood nickels now? They became novelty items for the most part. Okay. Now, are you the only nickel manufacturer in the United States, or? Um, no, there there are two or three others. We're the only um, manufacturer that can print in multicolor. Okay. Well, that, that's cool. Okay, then you've got a little display like a post office here with several different uh, adding machines and cash registers and that type of stuff. Yeah, the, the original owner, um, who passed away actually in 2008, but uh, he was kind of a, you could say hoarder or you could say collector. It just depends on how you looked at it. So we tried to incorporate all the stuff he's collected throughout his life around the Wood Nickel Museum. Just as much to do with Wood Nickel as we could, but some of it's just... Stuff that he had that was pretty cool that why wouldn't you want to display, you know? Right. And then you've got a, a bookshelf back here. You've got a gumball machine that has this full of wooden nickels and several cookie jar type things that are full of wooden nickels. Oh, yeah, now, 
Oh, oh, okay. Holy smokes. Linda, you need to come take a picture of this for the Facebook page. We've got a vault that's 12 foot long, 5 foot wide, and there's barrels and uh, bins and bags full of wooden nickels. Now, all of these have different different logos on them? or Everything, and it's not, I mean, I don't want to say everything, because we still have plenty in the back that we haven't thrown in yet. But <laughs> it's like samples of everything we've printed since our creation. Just really? Just, there has to be at least 20 million nickels roaming around in there. Wow. I, I, yeah, that's well, just unbelievable. And and every one of them's different. Every, you know. So this is like a snowstorm. Every every flake's different. Yeah. Wow! And there is so many of them in there. So we just take a pile of what we've created throughout the year and just toss it in there wherever it lands. It lands. And so you keep so you keep at least one of every one that you. There's some that we can't. Um, farmers markets, like I said, farmers markets still use them as currency, so we try not to keep those in hand. But anything that's like a bar, a restaurant, a fair, an event, we try to keep one or two for us and throw them in our vault. Wow, this is so cool! Yeah. And then you've got a couple more bins out here, and then it looks like you've got some commemorative ones for the Boy Scouts and endangered wildlife and schools in kind of banner form. And then you make pendants and that kind of stuff with them also? Yeah, we do keychains, trinkets, necklaces. Wow. This is really interesting to me. I, I've gotten them with nickels and never really thought much about it. Exactly. I hear that quite a bit. <laughs> I didn't know that there was such a history to this, or, or especially that at one point in time they, they actually were currency. What did you find, Linda? What did you find? Oh, the adult section. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to revisit this one after the after the podcast. Okay, so yeah, um, we try to keep a few here and there. We, we um, like I said, farmers markets, anything that they, people are using for a currency or or any kind of marking system. We have companies that use that have. Their nickels numbered, so that they we try not to keep you know keep those. Anything that someone needs to have their entire set, we don't keep anything. We've we've uh we've printed nickels for I like you said you don't think about what nickels too much and people don't. I try to promote them as a a novelty item, yes, but more like a. I think they're best used as business cards. Right. I was just thinking you know, about that. If somebody for... hands you a paper business card in the street. You tend to look at it. You know, if it's not interesting to you. You kind of crumple it up the other way. But somebody hands you a wooden nickel, a wooden token, even if it doesn't interest you, you're kind of more likely to put that in your pocket or keep it because it's. I was going to say, I've got wooden nickels yeah. that I've never thrown away just because of what they are. You know, you, you think of them as being a novelty or, or something that, that you don't get every day. I've personally been here since 2005, and we've done wooden nickels for quite a few interesting people. Hugh Hefner. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, George W. Bush uh, for the episode for the show Deal or No Deal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The most interesting people we've ever, we've done all for Coca Cola. The most people, the most interesting people we've ever done wood nickel for is actually Disney. Oh really? Yeah. yeah it was, uh, Disney was an experience to do wood nickel for. It was probably the most.
structured wood nickel drop I've ever done in my life. They had Disney police come by. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the copyrights and some of that kind of stuff? It was for something that it was for, I think it was for a ride that opened fairly a couple of years ago. I think something to do with when they purchased Star Wars line. Oh, okay. And uh, they wanted some commemorative wood nickels for it, and they wanted uh, 10000 and they wanted to not only get the 10000 they wanted anything that fell on the floor, anything that broke, anything that was double printed, anything that was an accidental, all the rubber stamps. I had Disney police around me and my team of three guys for two weeks. Really? Actual Disney police. And, and then they took all of your print stuff back well, with them? Actually, they took the rubber stamps and all the broken nickels, and they put it in a bucket outside and burned it. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That's serious. And, and Disney police actually has Disney badges. Like, And, and it's exactly what you, what you picture the badge to be is exactly what it is. Huh. It is the mouse. The mouse. It is the mouse. And what did you print on the on the nickel? Uh, I think it was for the, the Star Wars Adventure. So it had some sort of Star Wars yeah, theme. It was, it was a few years after they purchased the, the Star Wars line and started developing the park in the, the mega park in California. I think it was Florida, California. Wow. That's the, yeah, that's the kind of stress I don't know if I'd really want to have to be under. Yeah, it was weird. It, it was weird. I mean... And so, like the double printed ones, did they take any of those as far as collectors, or they burned all of those? Anything that was broken, burnt, anything that had that logo on it, double printed, double sided, anything, because you know it tends to happen. We're right. They they make there's mistakes. That's why we always try to give people extras. But anything they took it outside and burned in the metal bucket, and then not only did they do it, they burned it, they closed it up themselves, and took the bucket with them. Really. Wow. Now, are some of these coins actually collectible? I have heard people that come in and visit tell me that, that they've found some that are. I personally don't know of any that are super collectible, but you know, I mean, I've never researched it honestly into, for, on my own behalf to, to find out. But some people have told me that they've collected some from the 40s and stuff that, are, that have, you know, $100, $100 value, not... You know, nothing crazy, but you know, still a hundred bucks for a for a wooden nickel. nickel. <laughs> yeah, some of them you might want to take. <laughs> so, do you guys make all your own rubber stamps here, also? Yes. And then, do those go into a press of some sort so that you can mass produce, or yes, do you have yes. to individually? They have, they have to go into a machine. Uh, called a channel and price press. It's a there's a bigger version in the glass roll glass windows I can show you outside here, but it pretty much looks like this guy right here. Okay. Uh, this one's been a little modified, but the rubber stamps will fit along the paddling. Okay. And there will be these two giant rollers, like I said, we'll go outside and I'll show you. And as the rollers will go back, they'll collect ink off the plate, and they'll come down, they'll swipe it over the rubber, and then when the machine closes, it stamps out with nickels and they drop to the Okay. To the bottom. Like I said, I will they auto-load and everything else then. The we build this. Okay. Yeah. And he's got a couple of presses here, a couple of different presses that you can see how it is that it works. This one here, it looks like, was pedal-operated for the stamping part. Yeah, these ones are manual. The ones we have now are... Automated. Automated, yeah. This is actually one of the... Actually, the handle broke off, but this is actually one of the manual hand ones from... Jeez, I don't even know when this was, this was made. You could get away with saying... It looks like... Uh, yeah. It looks... This is really kind of interesting. It looks homemade almost. There was a, there was a handle up here. 
and you would bring it back and it would, it would flip back and you would dip it in the ink. You drop your nickel in, release it, and then use the handle to bring it back for it and stamp. Stamp it. The nickel and then remove the nickel. Okay. Bring it back and in, drop the next nickel, and then go by hand. And this has the ink pad in the back. It's it's a press that's about six by eight inches long. Has a wooden handle that lifts up and a, a doweling that comes down that you can stamp into the ink and and then stamp your nickel. And then there's a slide that comes out so your nickel comes out. And then you've got uh, a picture here with kind of the whole process. It looks like it yeah. looks like you've got where they're where they're logging in Maine. And then bringing it on down to the wooden nickel, and it just happens that you got Buffalo Bill Cody uh, pictured here as far as one of your wooden nickel stamps, which is where we're from. We're from Northern Wyoming, Cody, okay. Wyoming area. Okay. So that's the reason I bring that up, is it's just of interest to me. Wow, this is just I'm learning. Yeah, I love learning. The only one to me and just filmed the whole, you know, this is the whole process of what happened, how we got our wood. Uh, at this time. Yeah. <laughs> That's the burr. See, we use two types of wood here. Um, during the winter, we use burr. Okay. And then in the summer, we get mostly maple. It's just the seasons up there, how they... Oh. Okay. So during the summer, we our wood is kind of like on the lighter wood. Okay. People tend to like the summer lineup better. And on the, on the, when the maple comes in the winter, it's a little darker, but... Huh. Okay. And then we've got a display case over here that has a whole bunch of different wooden nickels. Just a real variety. It looks like Shrine Circus and Boy Scout Councils and just a whole potpourri. And then we come on around here to this other case and you've got a whole bunch more of those wooden dollars. I am just so intrigued with that. That is just... And then you've got some uh, mailbox doors now did the mail have something to do with the wooden nickels or no, oh we just did a line for the postal service okay and they gave us some of the mailboxes to display in our, in our museum some people like to donate things that after we work with them to put in our museum here and there so we, we, we try to display it for them okay just another random array of wooden nickels these are screen printed ones those are um, those are some of the two inch that we're right. About, that we do here. That's another thing that we do exclusively here only is the two inch size. Uh, wow. A lot of our displays are just. Uh, now, do you do awards also? I'm sorry. Do you do print up awards? If you on laser engraved, usually yes. And so you get Tracks you. And stuff like that, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they have a couple of of award wooden uh, dollar type awards here that are printed up that are pretty cool huh then you've got a little native american display here and then come on around here Ooh, what is this an ediphone oh this is one of the ones that takes the uh, the cylinders have you ever played any of those cylinders or you just look at it I ended up finding some cylinders at an antique shop, really? but I've never seen the machine to play them. Yeah. There's a machine, there's a tablet to the machine on the poster on the wall. It's actually inside this. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is an Ediphone, and the cylinders that I'm talking about were about 
four to six inches long. They were about two inches round. And somehow or another, they played on this uh, player that you would put the round on, and then the needle would go across it and, and play it from side to side, kind of like a, a roll of yarn or something. I don't know exactly how it worked, but it was interesting enough that when I saw them at the antique store, I had to pick up a couple of the cylinders. Then you've got a camera collection. Wow. had a few of them actually here that were very, 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 very expensive. That we had to put them in a glass case because uh, somebody got sticky fingers on them. But oh, and we're talking the cameras from like the 20s, yes. 30s, yes. 40s. We're not going back into the uh, Wild West days and taking the, the first pictures of Yellowstone, but these are a lot of the old cameras like what the press, you see the, in the movies and stuff that the press uses in, in the 20s through the 60s, I would say. Got a movie, couple movie projectors, and then you got a wooden Indian. We do. Yeah, it's actually made for us. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. And what's his name? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's holding an American flag and all dressed in uh, yeah. Indian type garb. You see those wooden Indians every once in a while, but they're they're always kind of fun to see. And then you've got a tel little telephone, yeah, a little, little telephone area. collection area. All the wood nickels we've done through, you know, for either a phone company or something about phones. We try to incorporate wood nickels with everything we, we do. Like I said, a lot of times it was just, he had such a vast collection in his home before he passed of things that were like, let's just display this. This is pretty cool. Like, this is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it is. And, and you've got it displayed very cleanly. It's, yeah. it's not like a hoarder's room. This is all very well displayed. You've got some cars here that are wooden cars and some cl other collectors. Do you know anything about these? Who built them? Or? The cars? Yeah. Actually, I do not know. Okay. Well, I guess once you start collecting wooden things, you've got stagecoaches and yeah, cars yeah. And, and lots of different games that have wooden pieces, a wooden bicycle. Just a lot of really cool stuff. Ooh, that had to have been one of the first Atari games. Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. Is that one of the old ones where you played Pong, or was that after that? Or am, or am I dating myself and, and I keeping you up? <laughs> I remember Pong. That was after Pong, actually. Okay. I still remember people having those, those sets. I mean, that was the thing when I was growing up. And then a microscope... S set here and oh and a computer area and you've got some old computers here and we did a podcast at a computer museum in bozeman montana that was super interesting uh yeah they had they had stuff from the gutenberg press all the way forward and uh had a lot of these old type computers but you just don't see them very often anymore you know they were highly expensive when bought but just kind of oh, discarded as, as technology came forward. That is way cool. And then just a bunch of coffee grinders and lanterns and some of that kind of stuff. And then you've got a music department now. This is cool. You've got an old player piano, it looks like. And... Uh, 
Does it? You have the real? Yeah, you've got a bunch of the reels for it, and a little bit of a cowboy hat collection with a Budweiser cap and mm -hmm. several different bands, and even some steampunky looking things, and an old radio that uh, probably listened to FDR's fireside chats on. And then a stack of records and an old reel-to-reel uh, -reel player. Just some, some old stereo equipment like what I remember real, listening real to life. when I was a kid. Does it? Do you play them every once in a while? That's way cool. And then you've got a little pipe organ here that's a player also. That is really a neat piece. And then another bunch of wooden nickels. The pres <laughs> presidential nickels. <laughs> and a series of train nickels. And this is just way too cool. Statue of Liberty ones. Well, this is really a neat deal. So if somebody was wanting to, to promote their business, they could get a hold of you at woodennickel.com, you said. Okay, and so you've got the website. They, can they do everything from the website? Start to finish, build their wooden nickel experience all the way through. Yeah. The wooden nickel experience. I like the way you worded that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it as fun as possible. I know they're wooden nickels, but you got to... Well, like you said, and I think, I think that the, the value as far as a business card versus a wooden nickel and, and the novelty item of it would be really, really cool. Okay, and if you're in San Antonio, make the trip. It's right next to the Botanical Gardens. Uh, it's not super hard to find. You just kind of come around the, the Botanical Garden, and you can't miss the wooden nickel in front. That giant wooden, that 3,000-pound giant wooden nickel is pretty hard to miss. So come on up. Take a look at, at all of these. It's just amazing. It, I'm going to be through with the podcast, and I'm probably still going to walk around looking at these wooden nickels for a while. There's just so much to see. It's amazing how many places you've done uh, nickels for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've done you know, so. a lot of things. Just, you know, different events, bars, restaurants, um, Mardi Gras events, uh, just people, you know, Hefner, Lucas, George, you know, Disney, Coke. Wow. It sounds like a fun place to work. <laughs> so i really appreciate your time gary i appreciate you taking the time with us and uh i always say at the end of my podcast that the world is full of wonder people need to get out and explore and see what there is to see and this is a place that's fun to see uh and everybody out there have an absolutely wonder filled day all the rolling go where am I to go, meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?